This podcast is supported by listeners like you. We're grateful for your tax-deductible donation at newthoughtphilly.org or the link in the episode description. A practical prayer is a prayer that works. These discussions between Reverend Bill Marcioni and Carol Lawrence dive into the details of how it works and how to work it. Reverend Bill is a New Thought minister and the author of Practical Prayer for Real Results. Your new life begins with a new thought. Carol Lawrence is on a spiritual quest, finding the New Thought teaching after decades on the pulpit in three different traditional denominations. I've got some questions. Together, they're exploring the philosophy and activities that come together from many of the world's religions to create the practical spirituality that is New Thought. Welcome to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol Lawrence. I'm here with Reverend Dr. Bill Marcioni. And you want to talk about signs? I do. I do. Because in class, it came up maybe a couple of times throughout the the several weeks of the class, but it just hit me at the last class. I got in talk about that. And I've had signs. I have a particular sign, and, and I'll tell you if you want, but I want to know what you think about that. Like, does does the universe need a sign? Does the universe like signs? Does the universe really recognize signs? Well, I don't I think, think the signs are for the universe. It's everything. So it has signs. I don't think the signs are for the universe. I don't think there's some infinite creative power up there saying, hmm, I got to show some signs. <laughs> I think that, that what we can do is when we're looking for guidance or for what our next step is going to be or what the possibilities are, we can open ourselves for a sign or ask for a sign, be receptive for a sign, and then the sign shows up. And it shows up in all kinds of wonderful ways. But you say you have a sign. So it's like a red light, green light thing that you get or what? <laughs> You're going to laugh. But this is the truth. My I love sign, to laugh. Okay. So my sign is a Great Dane or a dog of that, you know, thin and tall and whatever. That's always been, it's not been my sign in terms of my intention until some years ago, I noticed how it kept showing up at specific times. And so I connected the dots and thought, Ah, and it's not, it hasn't been a sign that this is what you're supposed to do, but it could be a time when I'm particularly confused, sad, um, just or feeling alone or want. And actually, it's wanting, probably wanting something from spirit and feeling distance or distant or whatever. And the funny thing is, I've been in situations where a great dame will walk up to me out of nowhere <laughs> just, I did laugh. You know, yeah, just out of nowhere, and I'm never afraid ever, ever, ever. And and the comment that I get most often is, "I can't believe it. This dog never walks up to anybody, or this dog is never, you know, not not friendly." But I can't believe it. And we're looking in each other's eyes like I know you. And so now I say, you know, I know you. I know you. I've seen you before. Thanks for coming. Yeah, so. that's an opportunity for the infinite to give you a reminder that you're connected and that you are a spiritual being and there's something much bigger going on 
than whatever your monkey mind has claimed that the universe is limited to. And some powerful coincidence sends along a great Dane to remind you that there is a much bigger picture. Yeah. Beautiful. And if you come to an intersection, you say, I don't know whether to go straight or to turn left. And then there's somebody walking a Great Dane down to the left. And it's like, okay, I'm going that way. I'm going that way. I'm at that point now on. that I would do that. Yeah. I, when I, I lived here for three years and I looked, you know, at the, to see if there were any Great Danes in the community. And I looked at the newspaper because eventually, as you know, I'm planning to get one. And so I'm looking, and I didn't see any. And everybody asked, we don't have any in the area. And I walk every morning. And it was the second year I was walking with my husband, and I heard the, the Great Dane's voice. And my husband said, where the heck is that? You know? <laughs> <laughs> and as we walked, it was the same street we walked on for two years. And that Great Dane was right there, and he walked out into the street. And my husband said, I can't believe it. This was just for you. Yep. So, you know, I left a little thank you note in the mailbox of the person that owned him. Thank you for having him and whatever. <laughs> and it was really very interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Other people, when they're looking for a sign, it can be different every time. And it can be subtle signs. It looks like a bunny in the clouds. Or the sun is shining in a particular way that reminds us of something particular. And other times the signs can be really obvious. One of our musician friends was driving home. She lives in South Jersey and it was a particularly dark night and she's driving down this dark road out in the country and feeling spiritually kind of bereft and disconnected and just wanted to feel that connection. She says, I just want to see the light. I just want to see the light. I want to know that the light is there. I want, and that was what she was longing for was light. And she was driving behind a, a tow truck, wasn't towing anything down this dark road. And then the tow truck went over a bump or something. And the spotlight on the back of the tow truck, which shines yeah. onto the cars there went on. And so now there's this blinding bright light shining right into her eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and she drove several miles with this bright light shining into her eyes saying got it i you know i so believe that and people that i know don't but that kind of thing has been happening to me forever you know i was in the mountains in poconos in uh years ago and i did a workshop up there and i wanted to get home that night because my firstborn was still really young and I wanted to didn't want to stay up there overnight. It was dark. And my car, something was happening with the transmission on the road. And I thought, oh, I don't need to get stuck like this in the middle of the night. And a car came from behind, got in front of me, and my car was driving really slow the whole way. And that car stayed with me the whole way, not stayed behind me, but stayed in front of me like it was a guide. And when, when I got to Philadelphia, you know, I'm looking like, what the heck? Who was this? It wasn't somebody I knew. But the car was an escort, a Ford Escort. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, oh, my God. I mean, it, right away, I was just, I didn't question at all that spirit had sent that car to just be with me and escort me into the city. And I told spirit sent you an escort. 
Yeah, yeah. And I like I told my sister, who is a fundamentalist, and she was not having it. She was having none of it. And I thought for a minute she was going to tell me it was the devil, you know, <laughs> because it was so out of her uh, realm of acceptance. But that's happened to me all my life. And, and I believe that, you know, spirit yeah. is that real when, you know, before new thought, spirit was close. Now I know spirit is inside and I'm cool with that. I said, well, this gets better and better. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and I think spirit has a great sense of humor too. Yeah. Because when we're looking for a light, the spirit will shine a bright light in our eyes. And when we're questioning whether we're going to make it home, spirit will send an escort made by Ford. <laughs> by Ford. <laughs> with, a, with, a, with a label on the back of it. <laughs> Edwin so, Gaines has a story that she that she tells in her book, Spiritual Laws of Prosperity, about she was offered a, a job. I think it was in Knoxville, Tennessee. She'd never been there. And so she was driving out there with a friend of hers, and she didn't know if she could afford to take the job. She didn't pay enough. And so she and her friend, desert on the highway heading out there. Edwin says, I want a sign. And her friend says, well, you can have a sign. Edwin says, I want a really clear, really obvious sign. I want like a burning bush level <laughs> sign. I, I want this to be so absolutely crystal clear. I want it to be my burning bush. And a friend says, yes, we can do that. And they're driving down the road and they come around a curve and there's a billboard for the burning bush restaurant in Knoxville. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> and she took the job. Oh, but you know what? It's, it's amazing to me how many ways spirit can accommodate us, answer are, or just communicate beyond ways that we can come up with, you know, ways that we can imagine. And um, it's it's like a surprise every time. You yeah. know, Gabby talks about her, I think her sign is, the, is an, an owl. And okay. the many ways that she talked about the owl. And I thought, hmm, I would never even looked in a place like that, expect to see an owl. And then I thought, you know what? Great Danes have shown up in odd places for you. So it's it's real to me. Yeah. It is an infinite universe. And there's one creative power that created all of it, including us. So even though we feel like we're separate, we're part of this great cosmic enterprise. So for Edwin's story, the Burning Bush restaurant had been there for a long time. And the mm -hmm. billboard was at that particular place on the highway and had been for probably quite some time. And as the conversation was happening and somebody got inspired for a sign, was the conversation about the burning bush planted by spirit because it knew that this was the sign that was coming and connected the dots that way in a way that was going to be entertaining. Interesting. Was there this possibility for there being great Danes in your life and having you notice them was a helpful way for spirit to get a message through to you? We don't know. We don't know. I did a process some years ago. There's a meditation process where we can ask our body to give us a signal. So you just basically ask for a yes signal. This is my yes signal. And notice what's going on in our body. And my yes signal is when something on the right side of my body just starts moving. Sometimes it's tapping my foot. Sometimes it's twitching of a muscle or something like that. The no signal is much more subtle. Usually it's something on the left side of my body, but it's not as reliable as the yes signal. And there are times when 
I'll be doing a prayer for somebody and I'll be like really getting into the groove of the prayer and saying something that an invitation and an intention that we're setting and I'll find that my right foot is tapping. Hmm. Not intentionally. I'm just like, oh, okay. Yeah, this is, uh, this is getting a yes. This and is yeah, and you yes. know, yeah. See, you, you've come to know that. I think I'm going to ask for, I'm going to change my sign because a great ding is pretty awkward sometimes. So if we're, if I'm praying like you were talking about with somebody, I don't want one to show up. I'll just. <laughs> <laughs> well, it can be, oh, it can show up on, on, on TV. You know, yeah. there can be a, a Great Dane postcard that shows up in the store that you're looking at. It doesn't need to be inconvenient. You can't choose your sign. I mean, the process is to just get into a really receptive state and claim, this is my yes signal. This is my sign. And see what shows up. So you don't think I, we can choose the sign? Uh, I think doing that sort of thing, this is just off the top of my head, gets so close to being in our ego that the coyote energy of the universe will mess with us something awful. Like it'll leave us a yes sign and no sign that are so similar. I think, you know what? I think you're intellectualizing this thing way too much. You know, I think because the Great Dane thing has been my thing since I was a little girl. So, you know, I think I could use a little more of a subtle, dignified sign that I could use, you know. Let that infinite creative power that has created everything that has created you tell you what that sign is. The miniature version, the portable version, the... (laughs) the, (laughs) <laughs> the concentrated, easy to approach version of your sign. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You can do that. Oh, sure. Yes. Sure. I, you know, I just kind of enjoy um, the interaction that, and maybe I'm on an ego trip, you know, and I think that spirit <laughs> listens and responds, but I'm, I'm accustomed to it. You know, I'm accustomed to an answer or response that isn't always immediate, but always recognizable. There you go. Let's take a break and uh, talk some more about signs and being able to watch for them. You can put practical prayer to work in your life, and Reverend Bill Marcioni can help. He is offering an online class that teaches you to create your own practical prayer in five weekly one-hour sessions. The final hour brings your practical prayer together, anchored in live original music by a notable New Thought musician. Practical prayer is based on the most effective prayers found in religions and spiritual practices all over the world. Use it to deepen ever more fully into the truth of your spiritual nature. It's the core of a transformational spiritual practice that's simple, even if it's not always easy. Reverend Bill is also available for private spiritual counseling prayer sessions. Together, you'll lean into the challenges you've experienced in life and explore the transformation that's possible through practical prayer. He'll uncover old, hidden beliefs and uproot them to make way for the life of your dreams. Everything you need to know is on the website at b-v-light.com. That's b-v-light.com. Welcome back 
to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol Lawrence here with Reverend Dr. Bill Marcioni. We've been talking about signs and um, want to continue? Sure. That's kind of where we started is, does everybody have a sign? And the answer is not necessarily because everybody is free to choose. Everybody's on their own path and we all have our own specific gifts and talents and skills and abilities and so forth. And in the same way, we can each have different signs. You you can hear it as music. I can see it as paintings in the sky. For me, a lot of times, the guidance that I get comes in words. We do a visioning process, and some people just get colors or the scene, and they kind of describe it. I very rarely get that. I get words. Sometimes I get sentences or phrases or whole paragraphs. And it's just, it shows up differently for everybody. And that's a gift. It doesn't doesn't all have to be the same way. What do you mean you receive words? They come to your mind? Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. I go into the quiet and just I'll I'll mull over whatever the question happens to be envisioning. It's what's what's God's highest idea of this particular situation or what's God's highest idea of my life in this activity. And it's a meditative process. We get ourselves into that quiet space where the infinite can communicate with us. And what comes for me are words or combinations of words. Every once in a while, there will be an image or a picture or a scene, or sometimes it's a feeling, but usually for me, it's words. Mm-hmm. For other people, it can be different. One of my favorite visioning processes that we did, we're actually coming up with the identity, the logo for uh, another spiritual community. This was years and years ago. And the idea is the whole group gets together and we do the meditative practice. And then we go through and we ask the series of questions and everybody keeps track of what their own answers are. And the instructions are don't edit. So don't, don't second guess yourself. Don't try and figure out what spirit is telling you. Just keep a record of whatever it was that came to you. And then we were going around sharing and the, the response to one of the questions. Somebody said, I saw, I saw a baseball diamond. I have no idea why I saw a baseball diamond. It was really clear. There was a, I saw a baseball diamond and three people later as we're going around the circle, somebody said, I heard if you build it, they will come. Wow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, okay. I get it. Now I get it. And those sorts of things can happen all the time. A lot of times they don't happen because we don't believe that they're going to happen, in which case either they happen and we don't notice, or they just don't happen because we're not, open and receptive to them. It's really very easy to go through our lives not paying attention to spirit at all. And it's not like it bothers God that we're not paying attention because (laughs) God does not need us to pay attention to God. It's available to us. We can pay attention to spirit and spirit is completely willing to be present for us and help us in whatever it is that we're looking for. I have struggled through stuff and then given up the struggle and had it be not just effortless, but fun to accomplish the same sorts of things, but to do it without there being the resistance. Yeah, the resistance comes, I think, with sometimes if there's a sense of urgency or stress around it. And um, I often say, I say to spirit, or I spoke to spirit, and spirit spoke back, and all of that. And I don't know if that is uh, correct in new thought. It's just how I do it. And... um, the Great Dane thing is wonderful, but not always. Like, it doesn't always, always happen. 
So if I'm looking for something, like right now, I'm kind of looking for something. And um, I have in the, in the back of my mind that, you know what, when you get in the right place, that great day is going to show up and you'll know. <laughs> <laughs> but the other side of it is, it's like I'm not putting, I wouldn't put my money on it. I'm kind of open and saying, you know, show me something that I will I'll recognize. Now, I, I really limited myself over the last couple of years because in the, it used to be songs or music. And the music, of course, was always playing in the car. But now I listen to Ernest Holmes all the time. So no music. <laughs> it's like no music coming on. And um, I even said to Ernest the other day in the car, I said, look, you know, don't get offended, but I might have to turn you off for a couple of days because I need to hear something. And But I didn't do it. Okay. So well, I, you and you, you can, it's open to you. And you said something there that you don't know if that's the right way to do it in new thought. And the idea about new thought is it's new. So whatever works for you is working. And it's not like the concepts in new thought are, are what's new. The concepts in new thought have been around since the very beginning of time. Yes. The idea of new thought is that if you, when you have a new thought, that new thought is creating a new experience. It's actually more about your beliefs. And if there's something that works for you, if the Great Danes is working for you, then don't say, I can't do it because somebody said that's not the proper way to do it in this particular channel. We're also not going to teach everybody that they have to go make friends with Great Danes mm -hmm. because that's your thing and that's okay. There are some New Thought communities that in addition to teaching Ernest Holmes and the principles of religious science will do tarot or angels or some other combination of things. And that's okay. It's not mm -hmm. new thought. It's new thought and this and, and angels. And if the angels are working, if you're going through your life and you feel yourself surrounded by angels and you're guided into what you're going to do, because there's a whole bunch of angels that you can see standing in one doorway and not in the other doorway, that's, that's your version of the great Dane. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. You also, we don't want to insist, oh, you have to look for your angels. You can, but you don't have to. Mm -hmm. it's, it's something I think I'm sort of um, getting used to because you know, I'm, I'm from a rule-driven orientation, <laughs> not, mm -hmm. just, not, not just religiously, but you know, even in my own upbringing, there were rules and you stepped by the rules. And if you wanted to break a rule, you know, my father would always say, breaking a rule is cool, Carol, but you know, figure out what it's there for. So mm -hmm. that was that was um, the most freedom that you had to think about how you want things to change. So coming to new thought and not having to worry about being wrong or incorrect. I'm not trying to say that new thought has no. I don't know. I, I don't have the word because I don't want to use the word boundaries. It's it's like you you can't just come moon somebody, but. <laughs> But it, can. Does, it, it it changes the nature of church. Yeah, <laughs> I would not like that. That you know, oh, but um, it is it is refreshing to be able to say that. Well, it's okay that spirit works with me this way. You know, like I am the only Great Dane person in my family ever, as far as I can see. And really, there's only two dog people in the whole big family. So that's kind of weird and fun for me. Um, 
But when I come, when I'm in the new thought arena or being in that atmosphere, and it's bigger than that, I know, I just am at loss for words, but being in that space is refreshing and freeing. That's what I'm trying to get to. It's mm-hmm. it's like spirit it, is free and I'll, it's okay. Yeah. And your dad actually set the framework for this, which is perfect, is that these are the rules and yeah, you can break the rules, but you have to have a reason for why you're breaking and maybe you want to figure out what the rule is there for. And to my way of thinking, that's why the rules are so helpful is because we don't all need to figure it out. We can agree on these standards of behavior or these ideas of thinking and learn the rules so that we can all be cooperating. Mm -hmm. When you learn math, there's a lot of rules in math. Here's how you do addition. Here's how you do multiplication. Here's how calculus works. And it's all based on rules about how we're going to work with these numbers. And once we have the rules in place, then we have a language. Because I can do something with the numbers and you can look at it and you can see that's exactly the same way that you would do with the numbers because we're both following the same set of rules. If it's a matter of opinion and we can break the rules and I say 2 plus 2 equals 4 and you say 2 plus 2 equals 6, then all we're going to do is have an argument or a disagreement or realize that we can't use that language to talk about what we're talking about. Because Mm -hmm. how in the world did you get to 6? There's not 6 things there. You started with 2 things and 2 more things and then there's not 6 things. So the rules are important in that it gives us a framework. Yes. And as soon as the rules are giving us a limitation, then we can either break the rules, change the rules, or make up a new rule. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It. Can you imagine how challenging it was to raise my children because I didn't want them in a rule-based you know, thing, but I'm trying to teach them how to understand the rules, respect the rules, but think beyond the rules, mm-hmm. you know? And so, you know, they would say to me, and, and they're in a world where rules are, rules rule, you know? And then when they, they're extraordinarily respectful, they always have been, but, you know, one of them said one time, you know, mom just doesn't have any rules. She just breaks rules all the time. And <laughs> then everybody laughed. And they said, no, no, she just said, Every rule isn't important. You know, you mm-hmm. have to breathe. You have to breathe. You can use whatever toothpaste you want. <laughs> There's no rule. When you say that somebody breaks the rules, that brings up a judgment about mm-hmm. the person and their willingness to cooperate with society. Mm-hmm. If you say about the same sort of behavior, that person thinks outside the box. Mm-hmm. It is the same behavior, but we judge it much more favorably because here's this innovator. Here's this person who's got a brand new idea, who's doing you know something that nobody else has done before and, and nobody would expect. Mm-hmm. So let's just agree that we're going to think outside the box. And unless there's a reason to be outside the box, we're going to use the box because it's comfortable and there's room for everything. And then we don't have to worry about being responsible for being out here on our own. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm a rule breaker in the house. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Let's take a break and do a prayer when we get back about signs. Okay. Learn to put practical prayer to work in your life. The steps are simple to learn 
and let you begin to get real results to create the life of your dreams immediately. Reverend Bill Marcioni's widely acclaimed book, Practical Prayer for Real Results, gives you a clear summary of the new thought principles behind practical prayer and the series of easy-to-understand steps found in the most effective prayers from religions and spiritual practices all over the world and throughout history. Practical prayer is not a replacement for your religion or practice. It's a technique to make the work you do in consciousness even more effective. The book includes 40 prayers on various topics that you can adapt as needed and use as your own. Practical Prayer for Real Results is available in paperback, Kindle, and audiobook on Amazon or at b-the-light.com. That's b-the-light.com. I'm Carol Lawrence here with Reverend Dr. Bill Marcioni. We've been talking about signs, and so we're going to pray about signs. We're going to pray about signs and divine guidance, because when we're stumbling around in the dark, trying to figure out things, we can do that. We are always free to do that. And guy I used to work for would describe our clients every once in a while as wandering around the yard in the dark looking for the rake. And of course, what happens, you step on the rake and it comes up and bonks you in the head. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) And and he'd be absolutely right because they were going through without an awareness of what it was that they were doing, groping around in the dark and doing something that actually was unhelpful or possibly dangerous. Mm -hmm. We can do that. It's okay. If we do that, spirit says, yes. And if we decide that we want something else to happen, spirit will say, yes. So the idea isn't to get a different answer from spirit. The idea is to get an answer that is going to be helpful for us. And that's where the signs and the divine guidance come in. What we can do is open ourselves up to that new insight, to that new awareness of what's our next perfect step. And then be open to whatever guidance is coming along. And that can be a sign. It can be a sign that's as simple as one way (laughs) or do not enter. Mm. There are signs that can show up and be very, very clear for us. There've been times when I've been driving and I've been looking for a sign and there'll be either a billboard or a sign or a store that will be directly addressing what it was that I was thinking about. It's like, Oh, okay. That was easy. So that's the prayer today. The prayer today is easy, easy and effortless divine guidance showing up with clarity. So we can struggle and we don't have to. We can force things and be in ego charge of things and we don't have to. And when I say that I want to make all the decisions myself and figure out the stuff and deal with the challenges and I'm going to struggle through this, Spirit says, yes, and I get to struggle through it. And in the same way, I can say there is a way that this can be done and I am guided to exactly the steps that are mine to take. And I know that it's coming together effortlessly. Mm-hmm. And in that case, spirit says, yes. And I wind up with the same successful situation without the struggle, without the effort, without 
any of the other things that seemed to be challenging or difficult or uncomfortable for me. Not that that those things didn't happen. Maybe I took care of the same things, but instead of struggling through it and worrying about it, I, I had the confidence and just accomplish it. Or maybe I get the awareness, wait a second. My friend Joey really knows how to do this sort of thing. Let me see if Joey's available. And Joey says, I've been looking for something to do. This sounds like a great project. Let me come over and give you a hand with that. It's the same people who existed before, the same project that existed before. And it's just that the resources are coming together in a different way. Mm -hmm. The universe is completely available to give us that level of guidance. So let's do a prayer about that. So if you're comfortable, go ahead and close your eyes. Go to a soft focus. Turn away from the world around you. Turn away from the things that might have been a struggle or a difficulty or a challenge, the things that seem like they're the weight of the world upon you. Maybe bring to mind uh, an area in your life where you're needing to accomplish something that's felt effortful, that's felt challenging or daunting in some way. Just so that we know where we're starting, because that same accomplishment can happen in a way that is easy and effortless and still leads to great success. Take a deep breath and open yourself up to the awareness of that divine power and presence. There is one, one creative power that creates everything. One divine love that shares itself in and through and as all of its creation. Everything is that infinite intelligence, that divine love, that limitless substance taking its own particular and specific form. Everything, everywhere, is God's infinite good shared in its own specific way. Divided and categorized differently as people, places, things, activities, time. It is all that one expressed in its own way. And since that's true of everything, that's true of me, that's true of everybody who's listening to this prayer. We are active agents in this divine endeavor. And as such, all of the resource, all of the intelligence, all of the possibilities that exist everywhere exist for each of us right now. So in whatever the experience or the activity that we're involved in, I invite the infinite to support that in ways that make it effortless, effortless completion, success in whatever it is that we're involved in, and divine guidance, a clear sign in whatever way that it shows up for each of us as to our next perfect steps. There is no need for subtlety or mystery. These signs can be obvious and clear and gentle. There is no need for painful signs or difficult signs. I know that each one of us is guided in our own unique and wonderful way to exactly the next perfect steps. And we take them effortlessly, stepping to the next and the next and the next activity as we continue on our path to successful completion. And it is a universal conspiracy that brings this about in a way that we are guided at every step along the way with the signs, with the insight, with the wisdom, with the guidance that is required for us to move through the, whatever the process happens to be in a way that's joyous and successful and effortless. And I'm grateful for this. I'm grateful for the wonderful ways that this is unfolding. I'm grateful for the accomplishment. I'm grateful for the guidance. And I'm grateful for the willingness of each one, each one of us, to engage in this process and to allow the infinite to share itself as and through and in these experiences.
And so with gratitude for all of this good, I speak this word and I release it into that creative law that has created everything. And I know that it once again is doing its thing. It's creating this. And so I let it be. And so it is. So it is. Thank you. Perfect as always. The Practical Prayer Podcast with Reverend Bill Marcioni and Carol Lawrence is a production of BeTheLight.com. Be-the-light.com. Where you can find more information about practical prayer for real results. Our theme is by Music of Wisdom. You can learn about the spiritual community of New Thought Philadelphia with daily guided meditations, weekly celebrations of spirit, and Reverend Bill's classes in practical spirituality at NewThoughtPhilly.org. This podcast is supported by listeners like you. We're grateful for your tax-deductible donation at newthoughtphilly.org or the link in the episode description.